What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. I'm here today with Cooper, and today we're going to be doing something pretty simple, a very simple layout today. We're just going to go through each team, and we're going to grade their NFL draft performance. Uh, just going up alphabetically, going through each pick, and, you know, maybe maybe we don't go through, like, the 6th, the 7th rounders, 5th rounders. You know, we don't have all the time in the world to dedicate to film study as of right now. Hopefully, maybe in the future we will. But right now, we're just going to go through all of our team's picks. And we're going to grade, do a consensus grade. we got to agree on the grade. And let's start with the Arizona Cardinals because they start with the A. So they took Isaiah Simmons eighth overall. And... You know, I, I honestly really like that pick. How about you, Cooper? Yeah, that was a steal for them. He was he should not have gotten past the Panthers. Yeah, honestly. That yeah. The Panthers ended up drafting Jeremy Chin. We'll get to that later though. They went with Derek Brown, but somehow Isaiah Simmons fell to the Cardinals and they also stole Josh Jones in the third round, which I had him going in the first round all mock season. So yeah. I think that was a steal too, honestly. And then in the fourth round, they took Leaky Fosu and Rashard Lawrence, um, both defensive tackles. So, you know, added to that front seven. And then Evan Weaver in the sixth. Uh, I think that was a good pick, too. You know, he's kind of he's a tackle machine, linebacker from California. Yep. So, all around, very good adds to that defense, I would say, and good add to their O line. Josh Jones should probably start right away. So, yeah. what are you thinking for a grade for this one, Cooper? Uh, I I'd give him like a B plus, A minus. Yeah, I think I think I'd go A minus. I mean, two high impact yeah. starters in Simmons and Josh Jones. Yeah. And they traded their second rounder for D for DeAndre Hopkins. So. Yeah. So we're we're going A minus for that. Just an FYI, we're going like a normal school grading system: A, B, C, D. With pluses and minuses as well. Probably, maybe, maybe we'll have an F. I don't know. We'll see. But next, we got the Atlanta Falcons, and they they reach for AJ Terrell on say number sixteen. I would say. Yeah. You know they they needed a cornerback really bad after losing Desmond Trufant, and they reach for a prospect that shouldn't have gone at number sixteen to AJ Terrell, even though he's a good player, still a reach. Yeah. He's not. He's honestly not even like as uh, for a fully first round player. But since so many teams needed corners, he was always projected. And for him to go at sixteen, it's just they needed him. But it's he's it's not like he's a terrific player. Yeah, you know everyone obsesses on physical traits, and that he he possesses those. That's why yeah. he went that high, really. And then. Yeah. Uh, they took Marlon Marlon Davidson in the second round. He was a late a late uh, draft season riser. He rose all the way up to there. That was, that was a good pick, honestly, for their interior D line. I liked Marlon Davidson a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, I hadn't heard of him, but you know, Fair Shake Football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put out a lot of tape on him and stuff. I actually liked Marlon Davidson a lot, so I thought that was a good pick for sure. Yeah, but he was definitely freed up by Derek Brown. I mean. In college, oh, yeah. at least. 
I still think Marlon Davidson is a good pick, though, and he'll be freed up by Grady Jarrett on the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Then they took Matt Hennessy from Temple in the third round. So that was a good pick. He's kind of a, <coughs> a good late-round flyer, too. I mean, yeah. he's not a first-round pick, though, so he's never going to start on that offense. We all know uh-huh. that. <laughs> then, it's good depth to have him. Yeah, for sure. Because it's a requirement on that offense to start. You've got to be a first-rounder. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. I say that ironically because every single starter on their team is a first-rounder right now. Yeah. And then they took Michael Walker, Jalen Hawkins, and a punter with their last pick in the seventh round, Sterling. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. It's like Hoffrischer from Syracuse. Hoffrischer? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. weird. So if I'm if I'm grading the Falcons, then I'm probably gonna say they're in the C range for reaching with that with that 16th overall pick. Yeah, they didn't have any terrific picks and they reached. So I'm gonna go with a flat C then. I'm down. All right. So then we got the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Patrick, sir. they had a really good draft. Patrick yeah, Queen, uh, the linebacker from LSU, they took with their first rounder. Um, then J.K. Dobbins, the running back from Ohio State, another great pick to pair with Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. And then Texas A&M's Justin Madubike to go with Calais Campbell, so another great front seven addition. Yeah, and they got Devin Duvernay yep. third, which was a really good pick, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's. I think he could play in the slot. You have Marquise Brown outside. The speedster, oh, yeah. and then Miles Boykin, the jump ball kind of guy, also on yeah. the outside, and then Duvernay in the slot. That's that's pretty good for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Then Malik Harrison, who's from Ohio State, another big school factory, another linebacker. And then Tyree Phillips from Mississippi State, probably to play interior line, along with Ben Bredesen to compete yeah. for Marshall Yonda's absent spot. Yeah. And then, uh, I think, I think him and Ben, the pick from Michigan, could battle it out. Yeah. Honestly, uh, they've got ben a lot of guys sense. that can compete for that open spot now that Marshall Yonda retired. Yeah. And then James Proche, who was a and late that round. That was an underrated pick. Yeah. Yeah, it he was. He went under the radar in the entire draft process, but he was Really good at SMU. Yeah, that's what all the all the all the Twitter people were saying. How much they love James Pro, so I trust them. And that's a good pick. Yeah, he was super productive at SMU. So we gave Cardinals an A minus. I'd say I'd say Baltimore also. I think also. Ravens is a solid A. Yeah, I agree with that honestly. Queen Dobbins, Madubike, Duvernay, Harrison. Like, those first five picks are really good. They could all start. And then Phillips yeah. and Bredesen for their for their need there. And then Proch, that, that's that's a really good draft. Yeah. I, dude, I love that they got Dobbins, though. Yeah, I do too, actually. He, he's kind of like Mark Ingram when he runs, too. Yeah, honestly, he is. I think he's, a, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a bit bigger than Mark Ingram. I'll fact check that, though. What is Mark Ingram like? Five ten, five. Yeah, he's five nine. Mark Mark Ingram, yeah. And then. Oh, Dobbins is five eleven. Oh yeah, he's five ten, two twelve. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not too much difference there. I think Dobbins looks a little bit bigger though on the field. Yeah. Once, once, uh, what's his name? Once, uh, Ingram retires, that won't be for a minute. But once Ingram retires, Dobbins will a hundred percent take it over. Yeah, for sure. Then let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. They got AJ Epinesa, which I think was a steal in the second round. And then third yeah. round pick was Zach Moss, the running back from Utah. Then mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from UCF. Then they snagged Jake Fromm in the fifth round. I mean, cheap backup quarterback for four years. That's not bad. Yeah. And then they took a kicker in the sixth, Isaiah Hodgins in the sixth, and cornerback Dane Jackson in the seventh. So overall, I think a good draft after selling their first rounder for Stephon Diggs. Yep. Epinesa, I think, was a steal. He'll probably start right away on that D-line. Uh-huh. Zach Moss is just a solid running back. Yeah, and he'll complement Devin Singletary well. Yep. And then if they ever need from, then he'll be there. So I'd say I think a solid B is good for the Bills. Yeah. Okay. Good picks. Nothing great, but good picks. Yep, yep. Especially when you factor in uh, that they got stuff on digs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I'm not really about including it as the draft, though. That's not part of the draft. Yeah. That Their grade would definitely be like a, at least a B-plus if we counted digs there. Yeah. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. They passed on Isaiah Simmons at number seven and went for Derek Brown, which was pretty surprising, honestly. He's arguably not even the best at his position. Yeah. He eats up Blockstone as a good run defender. and yeah. they, they were planning on getting Jeremy Chin who was a similar player to Isaiah Simmons in the late second, which is what they did. And then early yeah. second, they also got Yeter Gross Matos from Penn State, the defensive end. And then Troy Pride, the speedster cornerback from Notre Dame in the fourth. Uh-huh. Kenny Robinson, Bravian Roy, and Stantley Thomas Oliver the third in the late rounds. Yeah. So they went all defense, which was no surprise because their offense – their offense will be able to hold their own, but their defense needed a complete overhaul. Yeah. After Luke Keekley was gone, so Jeremy Chin will step into that playmaker role. And then they added Brown and Gross Matos, which was really good for their defensive line, I think. I think Troy yeah. Pride went under the radar, too. I think he's really good. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just really fast, honestly. Yeah. He was... Uh, he was on the radar a lot. He was in the SI in the SI college preview. I remember reading about him for the first time there. Didn't play as well as expected, but I think it's still a good pick. Indeed. But between Brown, Gross Matos, and Chin, that's those are that's good defensive playmaking right there. So I think probably Carolina deserves for passing on Simmons and going Brown. I think B is probably also good for them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, because Isaiah Simmons would do everything for them. I think that was a mistake. Yeah. Then the I ch- guess. Go I ahead. Go ahead. Because they, they took Chin in the later round, but yeah. Chin's not Simmons now, is he? Yeah, you should have had Simmons and Chin, honestly. Yeah. That's what they really needed. A hundred percent. And then we have Chicago, the Bears. They never, they didn't have a first-round pick still as a result of the Khalil Mack trade. Uh-huh. So they had two second-rounders. 
I drafted Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson. I think two good picks there. And then a bunch of late-round guys. Uh, the highlight was Kendall Vildor, who was a sleeper, cornerback from Georgia Southern in the fifth. So yeah. decent draft with what they had, honestly. I think Cole Komet. I don't really get the Cole Komet pick, though. He was my favorite tight end, but they really just signed Jimmy Graham, and they already had plenty of depth at tight end. So I feel like I that was kind of a waste. They're, they have much bigger needs than tight end. Yeah. And especially where they picked in round two, there were a lot of really good players that they still could have taken. But I did like the Jalen Johnson pick. That's a good physical corner to put a, uh, to put across from Kyle Fuller. Yep. And I think he fell to falling. Him falling to them was very good for them, I would say. Yeah. So overall, I'd say that's a B minus draft considering what they had. Yeah, B, B, yeah, B minus B. Okay. And then Cincinnati Bengals, they added Joe Burrow. Yes, sir. That's the pick of the draft. Everyone expected it. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt heading into draft night. And then they drafted T. Higgins with the first pick of day two. Dude, they had the first pick of each round. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at that right now. That That's what actually pretty cool. Yeah. They were the unanimous worst team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> So, Higgins, I think they're grooming him to be the next A.J. Green, basically. Yeah. Because Green is, is the franchise tag. the most pro-ready receiver. Yeah. Not, like, out of Judy and Lamb, of course, but of the receivers that won in the second round. Yeah. Playing at Clemson, he had a good amount of uh, strong competition. And yeah. A.J. Green's probably going to leave after this season. He'll spend the yeah. year with Joe Burrow, but then pro- presumably leave off the franchise tag. So Hagen's was a good pick to groom behind him. Yeah. And then they took Logan Wilson, a leader for their defense from Wyoming. <clears throat> I think that was uh-huh. a good pick from a small school to fortify that need. And then Akeem Davis-Gaither, another small school linebacker I liked. They really fortified that linebacker unit. Yeah. Then they did... They got Khalid Kareem, defensive end from Notre Dame in the fifth. Hakeem Adenji, tackle from Kansas in the sixth. And inside linebacker Marcus Marcus Bailey in the seventh. So, overall, I think it's a solid draft. I'm giving it probably hmm, B plus or A minus. I don't know which. What do you think? I would have said B. B, really? They were good picks, but they were kind of expected of what where they went. Okay, that's and It true. wasn't like it was hard to take Joe Burrow. We'll settle on B-plus then, all right? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And then Cleveland Browns, they yeah, had a good nice draft, draft, too. They had a really good draft. They, they got the most pro-ready tackle. Yeah. They got Grant Delpit. Yep. And they snagged Donovan Peoples-Jones in the sixth round. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he could immediately be their wide receiver three behind yeah. OBJ and Juice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Harrison, they, Bryan, and the fourth. Yeah. Hey, they had a good draft. They did. And then they also added Jordan Elliott and Jacob Phillips to their defense in the third round. So, along with Delpit, that's good defensive additions, good offensive additions. Baker's mm-hmm. really not going to have 
any excuse to fail this year with that offense. Mm-hmm. He's Man. got a solid O line now. Yeah, Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills. All the receivers in the world. Yeah. I'm giving an A minus for this draft. Yeah, that's fair. Then the Cowboys went. They they probably will end they up might getting have A for me. Yeah, a and, or A or maybe even an A plus. C D Lamb, the wide receiver who many people thought was number one. I didn't, but I still thought he was number two. Yeah. Went all the way down at seventeen. Dude, they are so lucky. And the reason I didn't think he was the wide receiver one in the class was because I didn't know if he could carry the load all by himself. Yeah. Uh, but now he doesn't have to. He has Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, so he'll be able to make plays in single coverage probably. Yes, sir. And then Trayvon Diggs, who's really long, really good, played great competition at Alabama in the that second round. Pick. Love that pick. And then Neville Gallimore, who I he was always – my third best defensive tackle in the class. I really like him. You know, I, wasn't... I thought he was going to be an early second. Yeah, honestly, I thought he was late first, early second as well. You know, it wasn't really too much of a position of need, but still yeah. still just a great add to fortify. You know, you got to fortify strengths in the draft as well. Then they got Reggie Robinson, who a lot of people think was a late-round flyer. That was good. Yep, that was good. And, and then Tyler... Yeah, Tyler yeah. Tyler be a dad's pick. That, he's really underrated. That may have been my favorite pick from the class, yeah. honestly. After losing Travis Frederick, I think that guy could step right in from Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a breeder of hog mollies, as they say. Oh, yeah. And I think he was a really good pick. Bradley yeah. and Nate, too. He A lot of people had him going second, pro- probably third, honestly. But he went all the way in the bottom of the fifth. Dude, they got players in the fourth and fifth that could go in and start right now. Yeah, they did. Honestly, six draft picks that were really, really good. No no hate on Ben DiNucci, their last pick, the quarterback. But those top six picks were awesome. So I'm giving, I think, A. A, maybe even A+. I'm good for A. All right. And then the Broncos, they also had a really good draft. Yeah, they did. Judy and KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, wide receivers to compliment Cortland Sutton finally for Drew Hamler Locke. That was a good pick. I just would have taken a different receiver though. Who? Who do you think? Claypool um, maybe. They still had Bims on the board. Yeah, true. And Hamler had a couple of problems with dropping balls, and he's not much except for a slot, but. When you have Judy and Sutton on the outsides, I guess you don't need anything yeah, else. Yeah, they needed him in the slot, I think. Yeah. And they that took, was a good pick. Yeah, and then Michael Ojemudia, the cornerback from Iowa on the third. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Cushenberry, a very good offensive lineman, interior lineman from LSU in the third as well. And then yeah. McTelvin again, who is another underrated guy in the third at defensive tackle. Yeah. Then Albert Okugbenam from Missouri, who was he had like the highest forty time for tight ends. So they they definitely like fast tight ends after getting Noah Fant in him. Him and Noah Fant could be a nice little one too. Yeah, and then Natane Muti in the sixth round, interior line. I think that was a steal. A lot of people thought he was the top guard in the class. Yeah. So overall, I'd say hmm, probably B plus draft. Yeah. A plus is good. Possibly A minus for feeling generous. Yeah. Then we got. Tyree, 
Yeah, Tyree Cleveland, though. Pick was good, too. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> I forgot to mention that one. That was a good pick. He's a good player, Florida. Yep. And then you got the Lions. So, no surprise they, they took it. Jeff Okuda. I didn't think they killed it as much as – you think they really killed it? I do. I do. Let elaborate on that for me. Oh, okay. At first, you heard you heard my upset opinion with DeAndre Swift, but you were right. So the draft is about getting better players, and yeah. snagging DeAndre Swift right there, he's going to start and be a thousand yard back for them. Yeah, Okuda, best cornerback in the draft, biggest need. That was a hit. Jonah Jackson, he will go. He can go in there and start. Yeah, he will immediately help that O line. I thought Quintez Cephas was a good pick. He catches everything. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, one of the top receivers, but he'll be a solid pickup. And then uh, the rest of the draft, they just filled everything out. John Pensini from Utah. He's a good player. I like that pick. All right. Then I've never you, heard of You forgot Pensini. Julian O'Quara, though. But Julian O'Quara, though. Hmm? You forgot Julian O'Quara, though. Oh my god, I did. Yeah, and Julian Okora. Again, another player that can start for them. Yeah. So what's your grade for them? B plus. B plus. I agree with that. That's a good that's a good grade. And now we've got the Packers. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, this is my this is my take on this. So even if Jordan Love is a decent starter for the next a good uh, okay, a good starter for them. For the next ten years, say starting in 2021, 2022. It's good, like it's still not worth it. Like every other year. Yes, it's an average player. If he's maybe a little bit above average, it's still not worth it. He has to be the next Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type guy. He has to be as good, if not better, as those guys. If this pick is worth it for them, because they're basically wasting the chance to compete for a Super Bowl. That's what they did. That's what they did. I mean, even if they secured their future for a bit. Love is only if, worth it if he's the next Brett Favre, next Aaron Rodgers in if, in the flesh. Yeah. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would have been so pissed off. Yeah, he definitely was, honestly. Like, seriously pissed off. They did not draft a single wide receiver in the class. Dude, they took A.J. Dillon, yeah. who, at the moment, is a third stringer. Yeah, that's true. Behind one of the best running backs in the league. And then Jamal Williams, one of the best backup running backs in the league. They're trying to be the 49ers. That's basically it. Dude, in no scenario are you going to have all three backs on the field, which means you just wasted a pick. Yeah, that's pretty much true, honestly. And then Josiah DeGuar in the third round. I mean, he wasn't even my top tight end right then. So, like... Dude, he wasn't even a top five tight end in the draft. Yeah, he's just more of a blocker, so it's just... They're just trying to be the next 49ers, really. Dude, they could have taken him in, like, the fifth round. Yeah, they probably could have, honestly. And just the fact they didn't even take a wide receiver in the most stacked receiver class in so many years is just insane. Dude, even a guy like Peoples-Jones, he was there in the sixth round. He (laughs) He would go in and make an immediate impact. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. The Packers suck. Yeah. Honestly, I'm giving them... Like a D. Yeah, say D minus, we'll say. I'll take D minus. They suck. I know. 
So we've got Houston now. I mean, their free agency was really bad, obviously, because they traded D-Hop, but they didn't really have that many picks to talk about. Two really to talk about. Ross Blacklock, interior D lineman. I projected that pick in my final mock. Kind of proud of myself for that. Yeah. And then Jonathan Greenard in the third, outside linebacker from Florida. So just made two minor defensive uh, pickups there. Blacklock will step in and replace DJ Reader. So I think it's probably eh, just average B minus or so, you know? Nothing too special. Yep. And we got the Colts, who have had a really good offseason, in my opinion. Got Michael Pittman Jr. with the 34th overall pick. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a man-child, honestly. I know. He'll probably start right away for Phillip Rivers. And then Jonathan Taylor, you know, running back didn't seem like a need for them. Yeah. But he'll probably unseat Marlon Mack right away for the running back spot. Justin Blackman is a killer pick as well. Yeah, he is. He had some injury issues, right? No, but he's still still a good pick. Yeah. Then Jacob Eason. I mean, he's probably their quarterback of the future. They only have Rivers for a year. Yeah, and it's nice that Eason gets to sit here. He was not ready. Yeah, that's true. Those were their notable picks, really. So I'd say it's hmm, probably a B, I would say. All yeah. Then we got the Jaguars. They had a good draft, I would say. They did have a good draft. Yeah. CJ Henderson is really good. Henderson, Chasen, and LaVisca Chanel as your top three is a really good draft. Yeah. And then Devon Hamilton from Ohio State. I mean, you always love those Ohio State guys. Ben Ben Barch, he's been talked about as a very good O-tackle, you know, fortify that O-line. And then, see, Colin Johnson – the big man in the fifth round. Dude, a year ago, Colin Johnson would have gone late for early second. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I like that. Yep. Maybe they can get something out of him. Then Jake Lutton from Oregon State, the quarterback, he generated some buzz uh, late late in draft season as well. So, yeah. good backup for Gardner. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I'd say for Jacksonville. They that- fixed a lot of what the shipwreck was in the offseason, so I'd give them, like, an A-. minus. Okay. I, I would go B+, plus, but A- minus is good, too. We'll go with that. Next, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs. They went Clyde Edwards-Hilaire <clears throat> with their first-round pick, 32nd overall. He definitely wasn't the best back on the board, but I think he fits the Chiefs. Yeah, best fit, really probably. Well, so for, best that. fit for them, probably. Yeah, for sure. Because he was used to being behind Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on the LSU offense for options. He'll be behind Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in the KC offense. And he's a good receiving back, too. So, Yeah. Good pick there, I'd say. And then Willie Gay Jr. in the second. Good linebacker that could start right away uh, on that defense. And then Lucas Niang. Offensive tackle who had some injury issues. That was really cool. That was really good of him getting him in the very late third. Yeah, I had him going in the second, I believe. Yeah, I think I did too. If it weren't for those injuries, then he probably would have gone higher, honestly. Yeah. 
overall good draft from the cheat from the defending champs, I would say. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go I'm gonna go B. Yeah. That works. Then we got the Chargers. They drafted their quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert. Uh-huh. He's he's not gonna start next year probably at all. I think it's Tyrod uh-huh. Taylor, but good for the future I would say. And then yeah, and think about it, Mahomes sat a year. Yep, that's true. This will be real real good for Herbert. It will be that's for sure, and a very on a very good team I would say. Yeah. Then they got Kenneth Murray, which was my favorite pick of their draft for sure. They traded up to number 23, snagged Kenneth Murray for their defense. I oh, think yeah. that was really good. Fills uh, a defensive yeah. need and just great leadership. So I, I really fits it. the system well, and he's going to be a side-to-side, a sideline-to-sideline type of guy. I yeah. really like Kenneth Murray. Yeah. That was a great, great, great pick for them. That makes their defense probably the best in the league in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Then you got Jerry Tillery and Linval Joseph inside. Kenneth yep. Murray. Uchena Nuosu, also a linebacker. Desmond King, Casey Hayward, and Chris Harris Jr. as your cornerbacks. And you got Derwin James. <clears throat> That's shut down, shut down, shut down. Yeah, pretty much. And they also That's got disgusting. an underrated pick by them, KJ Hill in the seventh round. Yeah. I thought he'd be going at least the fourth, honestly. I know. So some players fall, and I have absolutely no idea why. Yeah, that that's honestly true. Same thing with Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah. Just a deep class, I guess. Yeah. They also got Joshua Kelly from UCLA, the running back, to complement Austin, Austin Eckler. So overall, they added a lot of depth. I'm giving them an A minus. They got their franchise quarterback and a foundational linebacker. Yeah, A-minus is fair. Yep. Now we got the L.A. Rams. <clears throat> they took Cam Akers with their first second rounder, and then Van Jefferson five picks later, wide receiver from Florida, and Terrell Lewis and Terrell Burgess in the third, defensive pieces for them. Tight end Bryson Hopkins in the fourth. So two very good uh, offensive skill players positions in the second round and then two almost immediate defensive starters in Terrell Lewis and Terrell Burgess so I'd say it's a good draft yeah the only thing that I would have criticized them for which Van Jefferson and Cam Akers are both good players don't get me wrong but Mm. they had Dobbins and uh Mims yeah and Mims on the board so that's two immediate upgrades yeah so if they could have taken those two guys instead, I would have given them a higher thing. But overall, they had a good draft. Yeah, I'd say it's a nice, solid B. Yeah, that's fair. Now we got the Raiders. I don't really look at this draft class favorably. I think Henry Ruggs III was the third best wide receiver in the class, but they took him as the first wide receiver in the class at number 12. So... Oh. Henry Rooks, he had a 42040. He's the best guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They just expect him. I think he. they expect him to become the next Antonio Brown, honestly. Yeah, but he's not going to be. I mean, yeah, he never even was a number one option at, at Alabama. Jerry Judy was there. Plus, they had Devontae. I believe it's Devontae Smith. Smith. And yep. Caitlin Wandle. Yep, that's true. So. 
Ruggs was never the real number one option, so and he's Ruggs gonna have to play like in on the Raiders. He can't create like Lamb and Judy can. Yeah, it's true. He was just always on with like a linebacker because they had to double Judy and two on everything. Yeah, pretty much. So he always just got favorable matchups. Plus, they reached for Damon Arnett, the cornerback at number nineteen. Yeah. That was an awful pick. Yeah, honestly, I think AJ Terrell would have been a, been a better fit there and better value there, but he was yeah. gone, so they had to reach for Damon Arnett. Dude, I thought Amik Rob, Rob, uh, Robertson, the cornerback they got in the fourth round, was a better player than Damon Arnett. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably true, honestly. And Damon Arnett never was well; he was probably targeted more because Jeff Okuda was on the other side. Yeah. And also, never the number one <clears throat> dog as a cornerback. So, yeah. and they they got Lynn Bowden Jr. and Brian Edwards in third, two other wide receivers. Not bad picks there. And Tanner Muse, yeah. the safety linebacker from Clemson, also in the third. I do like those three picks, though. Yeah, I agree. So Bowden and Edwards are fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, they are. They'll, they'll be good. Yep. So, for reaching in the first round, I'm saying a C plus. That's fair. All right, so next we've got the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins really rebuilt their franchise here. So they took Tua Tonga-Vailo, which was highly anticipated with number five. We got a lot of picks to list out here, really. <laughs> so Tua, it's such a risky pick for them. I mean, if he blows out his hip again, or his knee, or his ankle, or anything really, then their rebuild is pretty shot. much... Yeah, it's shot pretty much. That's a good way to put it. So, I mean, he's such a great playmaker, though. They they definitely had a lot of trouble passing it. They would have had a lot of trouble passing up on him after they passed up on Drew Brees all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, and then they drafted Austin Jackson from USC. He's another developmental guy. I never really saw yeah. it with him, honestly, but, you know, the character is there. He donated, uh-huh. like, bone marrow to his sister or something, derailed his entire offseason leading into last season, and yeah. still played right from day one. Uh-huh. So, tough, good character guy, developmental prospect, though. He's, he's young, too. And then yeah. the 30th overall pick, they took Noah Igbenogany from Auburn. That was a really good pick. He's a really good player. Yeah, he is. And along with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, that's... That's a disgusting cornerback trio. Yeah, it is. Then they added Robert, Robert Hunt, who generated some late buzz as uh-huh. a guard from Louisiana. They'll probably start pretty much right away. And then Raquan Davis from Alabama, defensive tackle. Another another really good player. He's a monster. Yeah. He will probably rotate in on that D-line. He's a good player. And Brandon Jones from Texas, <clears throat> the safety. So he could start right away too. Yeah, he could. I'm pretty sure he had some injury problems last year though. Did he? I think so. I, 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 that's kind of why he fell off the radar, radar for a lot of teams. But my underrated pick for these guys in the in the fifth round, they took Curtis Weaver on the edge. I, I really like that. Yeah. He looks he, like a monster on tape. 
Yeah, I know. He looks like a monster. You know those memes about uh, uh, Sean Oakman and how he's just gigantic? Sean Oakman? You remember that, like, uh, Baylor defensive end that was just gigantic and had, like, tattoos everywhere and the six-pack was ripped? I'm quietly looking him up right now. Now, wait, what year did he go in? Yeah, these are like the DK Metcalf memes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tuition is fifty thousand. I have five dollars. That's perfect. <laughs> you can take it. <laughs> so yeah, I really like Curtis Weaver. Honestly, he looked really good on tape. I thought he was a, a day two guy. They got him all the yeah. way down in the fifth round, so I really like that. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'm giving the Miami Dolphins probably an A minus. Honestly. Because Tua is just such a big risk, honestly. Yeah. Same with Austin Jackson's a bit of a risk, too. So it could become an A-plus, though. Depends. Depends. Next, we got the Minnesota Vikings. I think they had a really, really, really good draft. <clears throat> Their first four picks were especially great. Took wide receiver Justin Jefferson, number 22. Cornerback Jeff Gladden, who was my CB3 at number 31. And then with the 58th overall pick, they took Ezra Cleveland, the offensive tackle from Boise State, who I had going in early, early though, late in the first round, actually. And then Cameron Dantzler, who was pretty underrated, cornerback from Mississippi State in the third. So those four picks alone make this a really good draft. Mm-hmm. They'll all step in right away on it. Maybe may, Cleveland may sit a little bit, but Dantzler and Gladney will be immediate starters, and Jefferson will be too. James Lynch was a beast at Baylor. James Lynch, yeah. So, I'm giving this an A, honestly. I really like it. I like Jefferson and Gladney a lot. Especially, and Ezra Cleveland, too. I really like that pick. Yeah. Next, we've got the New Orleans Saints, who I actually told Cooper they knock it out of the park every single year. Every year in the draft. Just look at their, I believe their 2016 or 2017 draft class with Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, and Marcus Williams. That's like four pro bowlers right there. But this year, they took Cesar Ruiz in the first round. Doesn't appear, it didn't appear to be a need for them, but you know, you got to fortify strengths too in the draft as I noted before so that means Ruiz will probably step right into the right guard spot Larry Warford could be traded or released soon and then they took Zach Bond in the early third round I thought Bond was a first round prospect I really liked him honestly that was a terrific pick versatile sideline to sideline well maybe not as much of a sideline to sideline guy as say Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen but for an outside linebacker Edge guy Bond is about as sideline sideline as you can get. He's very versatile. Yeah. I love that pick. And then Adam Trotman from Dayton, the tight end. I think he's a really good pick too. That was your, yeah. Dayton that was didn't have that. He'll do anything good. you need him to in the offense. Yeah, exactly. 
So consider they only had four picks. They also drafted Tommy Stevens in the seventh. Those mm-hmm. four picks. So I'm giving them a B plus. That's fair. Yep. A lot of high grades. I think the majority of teams did really well in this year's draft. So that's why we're giving so many high grades, I would say. Agreed. Got to loop back to the Patriots, actually, because they were at the front of this because they're my selected team. But for the Patriots, as a fan, I honestly hated this draft. I really did. Passed on Eason and Jake Frum a bunch of times. Uh, I think we should have taken out of them. I guess Jared Stidham's our guy, which he's not, not a bad guy, not a bad quarterback. But the fact we also didn't get any receivers, for which was an obvious weakness last year, sucks. I mean, we drafted two tight ends in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. But I don't know. I don't really see either of them being the next Gronk or anything. And Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings in the second and third. I mean, good kind of versatile pieces for our front seven to weakness, but just no, like, no immediate great players from this draft class. And we got Kyle Duggar, safety, with our first, the first first pick we had to draft, another defensive back. I guess you, you know, having a deep secondary is what we want, but... You know, I think I would have taken Zach. We passed on Zach Bond three, no, t- twice, but I would have loved to have Zach Bond, honestly. Would have loved to have yeah. Grant Delpit. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm giving our class a D plus. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I don't really like it, even as a Patriots fan. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It wasn't Billy's best outing. Yeah, maybe it was the dog making the picks. So maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the New York Giants next. And their first pick was Andrew Thomas. Came as a bit of a surprise. You know, he doesn't really have the ceiling as, you know, Jedrick Wills, <clears throat> Mekhi Becton, or and Tristan Wirth. But Thomas probably had the highest floor. So that's why yeah. I took him. Immediate day one starter. He'll uh-huh. eventually take Nate's soldier spot, but he'll probably start at right tackle for now. Yeah. And then they took Xavier McKinney in the second round, probably playing alongside Jabril Peppers. You know, that's a very versatile defense now, honestly. Yeah. Outside of McKinney and Darnay Holmes, there weren't any picks that I actually liked. You didn't like the Andrew Thomas pick? It was fine. I think uh, Shane Lemieux from... Oregon, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. but And also, Matt Pert, I like that pick. He's athletic from UConn, our home yeah, state. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I think they made – I think Thomas Pert and Lemieux, Lemieux, Lemieux. <laughs> I think they were good picks. And then Darnay Holmes and Xavier McKinney for a secondary is good. So, I think B-minus is a good grade. Yeah, I would have said C-plus, B-minus. All right, I'll let you take this next team. I think you know which team it is, considering we just did the Giants. Let's get it, you baby, the Jets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we had no. a turn. Finally, the front office, dude, from, I think, 2000 to 2019, in going from second-round picks and later, 
we didn't have a single player make the Pro Bowl. And the average was like six or seven players making the Pro Bowl for a team like that. <laughs> Our front office has been awful, but this year, it changed. Joe and Douglas. Look, dude, Joe Douglas is my dad. <laughs> I love him. Back, you know, yep. probably has the highest uh, ceiling in the draft, let's be honest. Yep. He's a monster. He's not fundamentally sound, but that's why you have uh, linemen coaches, you know what I'm saying? Mims, a serious receiver, one at what the 59th pick. That was insane. He will be yeah. our wide receiver one on day one. Ashton Davis, he'll be a nice compliment right across from Jamal Adams. Jabari Zuniga, he's a good player. He just had injuries, so he fell a little bit. Mm-hmm. Michael Pirine, playmaker at Florida. I like it. He'll compliment Lev very well. Yeah. James Morgan, it's nice to have a solid backup. Sam Darnold might be in trouble. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> Make it mono again. <clears throat> <laughs> and then Cameron Clark, he's we got. He could start in two years. Uh, he won't start this year, but he could start in two years. Mm-hmm. And then Bryce Hall was a steal. Yeah, that was Bryce Hall in the fifth, just because of injuries he fell. But he could seriously. Going and be cornerback two or three. I'm pretty sure he had 21 pass deflections in 2018. Yeah, he did. That's nuts. I know. And then we t- and then we got Brand uh, Braden Man a punter in the sixth round. Yep. Because we had to let go of Lockdown Edwards. So honestly, I'd give the Jets like an A minus A. Yeah, I think I think A minus. Uh, yeah, I think that's good grades. Mikai Beckton is great for Le'Veon Bell. That's a great pick. He's probably the best run blocker in the class. Yeah. So, yeah, that's solid AA-minus performance by the Jets. We're going to the the Eagles now, which a lot of people were not as happy with them as they were with the Jets. No, sir. You know, you understand the thought process with getting Jalen Rieger. You know, you want him to be the next Deshaun Jackson. But when you've got guys like Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk on the board, I think I'd rather take them. Yeah, I'd rather have Ayuk. Mims and Jefferson over here. Yeah. Still a good speed option, though. They needed some speed. But then Jalen Hurts in the second round. It turned some heads. And I think that's honestly a better pick than most people think. They can use him in plenty of different ways, maybe for another Philly special. You know, Carson Wentz always gets hurt. So yeah. if he's if Carson Wentz gets hurt, you know, good. You got Jalen Hurts. Hurts. If Hurts never sees the field, then that's also good because Carson Wentz never got hurt. So... Honestly, yeah. not bad. You know, John Hightower and Prince Tega Winago, as along with Quez Watkins, I think those were good late late round picks. John Hightower, in particularly, good playmaker from Boise State, and Kayvon Wallace, the safety from Clemson. A lot of people like that pick in the fourth round. So probably reach for Rager a little bit. Hurts not the best pick, guys. I definitely see why. Good late rounders. I'm giving the the Eagles a C plus there. Yeah, for sure. All right. C C plus is definitely where they fall. Yeah. Okay. And then if once gets hurt, then they look like geniuses. But if he doesn't, <laughs> then it's like. Eh. Then at least he didn't get hurt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. They drafted Chase Claypool with their first pick, which is 49th overall. Not really sure what role he'll play there, honestly. They signed Eric Ebron to play tight end. And they have Juju, Deontay 
Johnson. It's Deontay Johnson, right? Yeah. And then James Washington, yeah. too. So I don't really know what Chase Claypool's going to do for them. Yeah. Um, he'll have, he doesn't really have a role in the offense yet. Yeah. And then not really any notable late-round picks, to be honest. Alex Highsmith in the third from Charlotte. So just kind of an eh draft class from Pittsburgh. They didn't have a lot of picks, but I don't know. I think it's kind of a C, honestly. Yeah. I do like Claypool, but I just don't see him fitting in there. Honestly. Yeah. They did kind of need playmakers, though, but I, I think giving Johnson and James Washington more time with Ben Roethlisberger would be a better idea. Yeah. And they could have drafted, like, Raekwon Davis or Justin Matabike after losing Jer- Jer- Javon Hargrave. So, I don't know. Not Not the best draft for them, I'd say. Yeah. Then the Seahawks. Seattle's the reach capital of the NFL, officially. They got yeah. Jordan Brooks, the linebacker from Texas Tech, with their first rounder, which they could have gotten in probably the second round, honestly. And Daryl Taylor from Tennessee in the second. And then Damian Lewis was probably my favorite pick by them from LSU, the guard, in the third round. And late-rounders, Alton Robinson, that was a good late-round pick from Syracuse, the defensive end. Uh-huh. Plus DJ Dallas from Miami, the running back, to fortify that place. But I don't know, just two reaches in De- Jordan Brooks and Daryl Taylor. I think Brooks definitely has talent. Yeah. And he'll separate in from Michael Kendricks. And they have got, they've got a really good linebacker room now. I don't know, it's just kind of a reach, though. Yeah, they get a C. Yeah, I think C is in line for them as well. Now we got the 49ers, who had a, honestly a very productive draft, in my opinion. They had, their late-round picks weren't as good, but Jawan Jennings in the seventh round, I think that's a steal. Yeah, and Ayuk and Kim in the first round was yeah. really good. They get, like, an A-minus-A. Yeah, all, all these people are saying, like, Javon Kinlaw, why would they draft a defensive tackle after trading a defensive tackle for that pick? But they don't understand that Kinlaw has probably five years of a cheaper contract. Yeah. And he's probably a better pass rusher than DeForest Buckner. I mean, I'm not saying he's necessarily as good, but he'll definitely put pressure on the quarterback enough, which will help their weak secondary. My issue with this class, though, they didn't really draft anything for that secondary, which was their weak spot. Yeah. And the Super Bowl, but I mean, I guess drafting Kenlaw really helps secondary anyway. And I love Ayuk. Yeah. I love Ayuk. He's like Debo Samuel Part Two. Yeah. So I'd say it's a solid B plus for them. All right, that's fair. Then Tampa Bay, they keep making great moves. Tom Brady, Gronk in free agency, and then they added Tristan Wirfs, who I he was my top lineman, O lineman, because. He's versatile. He has a high ceiling. Well, he has a super high ceiling and high floor because he's versatile and the most athletic O-lineman in the class. So they can put him at right tackle, probably at left tackle. Donovan Smith should hold that down. Or I believe, um, I think right guard is a weaker spot for them. I think, But they'll definitely start him. They can start him at tackle or guard. Probably end up being right tackle. And then Tyler Johnson in the fifth round. That's crazy. That's not even fair. You have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and now you have Tyler Johnson in the slot? Yeah. That's just insane. Their draft was like an A-. minus. Yeah, and then Antoine Winfield, too. 
Seven yeah. picks in 2019. Yeah. Added to a young defense that's already really good. So I think I think I'm going A for them. Agreed. And an offseason grade of probably an A plus overall. Yeah. And then we've got Tennessee. I predict predicted the Isaiah Wilson pick at number 29 overall. I, I like that pick. He's powerful, he's big, and he'll block well for Derrick Henry. You know, maybe not next year. He won't be at his peak next year, obviously. But he'll get there, I think. Developmental guy. Yeah. Christian Fulton in the second. Yeah. Yeah. Getting him where he was, that was nice. Yep. Outside of those two players, nothing else was, like, really stand out. Yeah, that's true. Didn't really use those late rounders to their advantage as much as some other teams. I mean. Yeah. So, Fulton could step right in for Logan Ryan, though. I like that. Yeah. Say it's a solid B. I'm going to give it. That's cool. Fulton's great value, and I like the Wilson pick, so we'll give him a B. Mm-hmm. Finally, this, this we have the Redskins. Yep. Finally, we have the Redskins. We'll end off on a good grade. This is our last team. Chase Young, generational talent with the second overall pick. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. Wide receiver or running back from Memphis, you know, he'll play a huge role for that offense right away. Pairing with Darius Geis. I mean, you can't really rely on Darius Geis, though, honestly. Yeah. He's, he's had so many injuries. Proud. Yeah, that's true. So Gibson could be their starting running back right away. I'd expect to see that. Yeah. And Sadiq Charles, LSU. You can never go wrong with LSU this year. I mean, Sadiq Charles could start right away for them in, from the fourth round since their O-line is probably the weakest point on their team. Yeah. Then Antonio Gandy-Golden, the guy that catches everything. Everything. That, that was a sneaky good pick. It was. I think he could honestly start right away. So those four picks really made their draft, and I think I think that's a good B-plus draft. Agreed. Just because of Chase Young, it makes it a B-plus, honestly. Agreed. Plus Gibson, Gandy, Golden, and Charles. I think that's yeah. a good draft. So that just about wraps up this podcast. Thank you for coming on, Cooper. <laughs> so check out americansports.blog. You can go over my final mock draft. I'm going to be releasing AFC and NFC off-season grades very soon. Obviously, off-season isn't over, so I'll be updating that periodically as well. But I'll release the initial edition very soon, probably later this week. So please check that out. That's at americansports.blog. Remember, this podcast is on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. So share it with your friends. Do anything you can. We appreciate it. Trust me. So thank you for listening, and peace out.